Welcome to another episode of Reverend G's Words of Encouragement. I am delighted that you have decided to listen in to my sermons today. I pray that something is said that will just touch you in a special way and encourage you on this journey. As I always like to say, my sermons are short, sweet, and impactful. So please, listen to today's show. Is there something you've learned and liked? Please feel free to share it with family and friends and everywhere on your social media. Thank you and enjoy the show. Truly, I'd like to just thank God for this opportunity to stand before you on this morning. As always, I'm always humbled and honored to stand before you, Pastor. Thank you for this opportunity. And I want to thank the church for all of your prayers over all the years and times that I've stood before you. I also want to give a quick shout out to my son this morning who's joining me with this morning. So I know I can at least count on one amen from one side of the room. If y'all want to join in, that's okay as well. Don't plan to tarry before you long this morning, so let us go straight to the Word of God. And we're going to begin reading in Genesis, the 37th chapter. But I'd like to caveat this by, although I'm going to focus within Genesis, the 37th chapter, I'm going to be referring to other points throughout the remaining part of Genesis. You won't have to go there. We're going to kind of anchor the sermon here. Uh, in the 37th uh, chapter, but I encourage you at a later date and time to make sure you read the entirety of the uh, Genesis, uh, the book of Genesis. And if you look there, you will start at the first verse. If you look there, you'll find these words. Jacob lived in the land of his father's sojourning, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was pasturing the flock with his brothers. He was a boy with the sons of Bilhah and Ziphah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than the other of his sons because he was a son of his old age, and he made him a robe of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved them more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. Now Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, hear this dream that I have dreamed. Behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf arose and stood upright. And behold, your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. His brother said to him, are you indeed to reign over us or are you indeed to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed another dream and he told it to his brothers and said, behold, I have dreamed another dream. Behold, the sun, the moon, the, and 11 stars bound down to me. But when he told it to his father and to his brothers, his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brother and sister indeed come to bow ourselves to the ground before you? And his brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the saying in mind. And then I want to jump down to the 41st chapter. You don't have to turn there. If you look behind me, you'll see it on the screen. 
to the 41st chapter in the 46th verse. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went through all the land of Egypt. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading and to the doing of his word. Let us pray. <clears throat> oh, dear God, now we stand before you on this day. Each of us standing in the need of prayer, Lord God. You know what we walked in here with, Lord God, and you know what we need to walk out of here with. And God, we ask that you would just bless this message to meet that need that we need to hear this morning, Lord God. Allow me to decrease, O oh God, that your will and your way would increase and that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And let the church say amen and amen again. Every year around the Christmas season, Brenda and I have a tradition that we try to uphold every year in our household. And one of the things that we love to do is watch Christmas movies during the Christmas season. And in preparation for watching the Christmas movie, there are certain things that her and I do uh, in preparation for watching these Christmas movies. And one of the things that Brenda does for me that I so enjoy is she bakes my favorite dessert for Christmas. And when it is done, she'll call me, she says, hun, come on into the kitchen. I've just taken your dessert out of the oven. Come on in and, you know, grab a slice. And so I'll go into the kitchen, and there on the counter is a golden brown sweet potato pie. And I'll get my knife out, and I'll cut me a small wedge of that pie out. And I'll go into the refrigerator, and I'll grab a can of the Ready Whip Cool Whip, and I'll put some on the pie. And as I'm putting the can back into the refrigerator, I notice the can says fat-free. So I'll go back and I'll put some more <laughs> Cool Whip on the pie, and I carefully carry it to a spot on the sofa, and all in preparation for the movie that we're about to watch. And I find that spot on the sofa and I click on the television. And it's a movie that was released in 1983. It's a movie about a little boy who dreams about getting a certain toy for Christmas. Or he dreams almost every other night about how he's going to get this certain gift. And as he's dreaming about this gift, he begins to tell people about the gift or the toy that he wants for Christmas. He tells his teacher... He tells the Santa at the mall. He tells his parents about the gift that he wants for Christmas. He dreams about this gift. And emphatically, all of them say, you don't need this gift because you'll shoot your eye out. This little boy experienced what I call turbulence on the way to trying to achieve his dream. And so what do I mean by turbulence? Turbulence is that unexpected interruption in your life. You don't know the duration of it. You don't know when it's going to happen, but it happens when you are trying to pursue your dreams in life. And just like the little boy, I'm sure that many of us can look back when we were young and thinking about all the dreams that we have. And I know as a little boy, I dreamed one day of buying my own tractor and trailer, driving across America, just delivering 
whatever goods I had, talking on my citizen band radio. That dream never came true. And as I got older, and I remember Brenda coming back from the military. I remember her being in uniform. And I remember seeing a commercial that says, come and see us and you can be all you can be. You can become a mechanical engineer. So I dreamed of becoming a mechanical engineer in the military. I called a recruiter and I said, hey, I have this dream. I want to be a mechanical engineer. He said, sure, come on in, take the test. When your test scores come back, we'll take care of you. Care of you. I took the test because I had this dream that I wanted to be a mechanical engineer in the military. Test scores came back. Got the call that says, hey, your scores are not even close. <laughs> but the recruiter being who he was, he said, guess what? I got just the thing for you. Since you like mechanical things, I'm going to send you to combat arms school. They got all kinds of mechanical things there that you can work on. My dream of becoming a mechanical engineer never happened. I experienced turbulence on the way to trying to get to my dreams. And I don't care how old or younger you are, I believe all of us still have dreams in life. I don't care if you're white, black, or brown, we still have dreams, a lot, dreams in life. And so it is, I'd like to try to focus the subject this morning on navigating the turbulence on the way to your dream. Navigating turbulence on the way to your dreams. In order to kind of bring this thing on a little bit, and I'm sure most, if not all of us, have heard the story of Joseph. And I want to highlight a few things about Joseph before we get further into the text. And as you notice, I read some verses there and some things that I want to point out first is that, first of all, the story starts off with Joseph being 17 years of age. How many can remember what it's like to be when you're 17 years of old? Didn't care what you, what you said, did whatever you wanted to do. He was a young man. The story also talks about Joseph broke the cardinal rule of being a sibling. And some of you, if you have siblings, you know what that cardinal rule is. That cardinal rule is you never write out your brothers and sisters. I don't care what is going on. When, when something comes up, you just never went and tattletailed on your brothers and sisters. At least that's how it was in my household. But Joseph ratted out his brothers. He went and gave a bad appraisal about his brothers to his fathers. And not only that, Joseph was favored by his father. And his father loved them more than he loved his other brothers. So much so, coat. Of course, all of these things made Joseph most likely to be harmed by his brothers. That's no whole other sermon, but you can kind of see the context of that. So while Joseph had his issues in life, I submit to you that we all have our issues in life. But it still should not impact our ability and our desires to fulfill the dreams that God had placed in our hearts. And so that as a backdrop, there are three things that I want to leave with you this morning on how to navigate your way to your dreams. And the first thing that I want you to think about or the first thing I want you to remember is be prepared 
for the haters. Be prepared for the haters. Just within code. The word hate is used three times. But conversely, the word dream is used ten times. I say always let your dreams outweigh the haters in life. Uh, let me share this with you. Don't be surprised that when you share your good news, not everyone is going to be happy to hear your dreams. Not everyone is always happy to hear that you're about to get promoted. Not everyone is happy to hear that you have met the potential spouse of your dreams and you're about to get married. The haters will come out. Well, look at it from the brother's perspective. In life, generally speaking, where I grew up, the oldest person was always the one that kind of got the benefits first. And everything kind of trickled down. And so now here we having Joseph being one of the youngest and all of his other brothers saying, now what, we're going to bow down to you? In fact, the text says, are you indeed to reign over us and you are indeed to rule over us? What that meant in today's world, who, who died and left you in charge? <laughs> well, maybe that's not sinking in. Let me give you a couple of examples from today's world. Imagine today in 2019, the intern that just graduated from college calls a meeting to the conference room, calls the CEO, calls the CFO, calls the COO, and anyone that has an office, calls them into the conference room and says, I have a dream last night. <laughs> CEO, you now work for me. CFO, you are going to be getting my coffee. And CEO, you're now going to be making all the print copies that I need. Well, maybe that example still doesn't resonate. For all of my military-minded folks, think about the private fresh out of basic training. Arrives at the installation, goes up into the command suite, calls the generals, calls the admirals, calls the colonels, calls the sergeant majors, the gunnery sergeants, calls them all in, puts them all in formation, say, guess what? Y'all all work for me today. I had a dream that I was going to be in charge. Be prepared for the haters because not everyone is going to see and understand the dream that God has placed in your heart. So be prepared for the haters. The second thing that I want you to remember and think about is that don't allow setbacks to hold you back. Don't allow setbacks to hold you back. I indicated that I was going to be referring to other aspects of the story. So spoiler alert, if you don't know the end of the story, Joseph's dream does happen. But let us not forget all the things that happened to Joseph while Joseph was trying to pursue his dream. Let's not forget those things now. Remember, he was thrown into a pit. He was sold into slavery. He was falsely accused and placed into prison. I submit to you, our dreams are stretching point, but we are going to go through, go through some things in order to achieve those dreams. But don't let those setbacks hold you back. In my professional career, I've been placed in several different kind of roles. And sometimes people often come to me about problems they have on the job. And I'm often 
approach sometime about how they're being mistreated or something they're not able to achieve their dream. And I pretty much have two questions when it comes to the work-related issues. My first question is, how long ago did this happen? And some will tell me 15, 20 years ago. And then my second question is, can I have a copy of your resume? And I'm always puzzled because most times they don't have a copy of their resume handy. What am I saying? Sometimes they've let that setback hold them back for so very long. Afraid to take the next step. Afraid to find a new job, a new supervisor, a new organization, a new place where they can flourish because they've let that setback hold them back from pursuing other dreams and aspects in their lives. Don't let setbacks hold you back. The third point I want to leave with you is simply this. And in my mind, it's probably one of the most difficult aspects to remember. Sometimes it takes longer than you expect. Sometimes it takes longer than you expect to achieve your dreams. I read to you the 41st, from the 41st chapter, and I read the 46th verse. And when you see there, it said that Joseph was 30 years old when he entered into Pharaoh's service. And when we started here reading this verse, he was 17 years old. By my math, that's 13 years. So it took him 13 long years to go through all the things that he had to go through. And I'm not sure where you are on your journey and what dream that you are pursuing, but it may take you time to get to the end of that dream. The problem about climbing the corporate ladder is climbing the corporate ladder. Sometimes you got to take it one step at a time. Everyone dreams about having a great marriage. It takes time to make that happen. A lot of us dream about running our own business. It takes time to make that happen. In today's world, people expect things to be done yesterday. We live in a society where it has to be, it's the Amazon mentality, we can get it to you now. I submit to you, don't be discouraged when time continues to press on. God still has it for you if you can press on in that. Turbulence on the way to your dream. I liken the airport or flying in the airplanes to airplane to turbulence. You know, you get onto the aircraft and you find your seat and you break out your phone or what have you, you relax and the plane takes off and you're just chilling. But all of a sudden, the plane starts to vibrate and starts to shake a little bit. And I don't know about you, but I tend to put my phone down and it's praying time. And I tell you, truth be known, I don't necessarily like to fly. In all transparency, if I could, I'd drive everywhere we needed to go. In fact, later on this day, Brenda and I are going to be heading over to Europe to look at some old buildings, I guess. And, you know, if Brenda wants to do this, I'm going to go along with her. 
But we're going to go to Europe. And I tell you, if I could drive to Europe, I would. But there are two things that prevent me from driving to Europe. First of all, there's not a bridge to get me over there. And second of all, she wouldn't ride shotgun with me. But when you're flying and you run into turbulence, they tell you to find your seat and sit down. They tell you to go ahead and buckle up. Get ready because you just entered some turbulence. It's going to get a little rocky here. But hold on, guess what? The captain's got this. The pilot of the plane has it. So I liken that to our lives. Sometimes we're just going along. And as we're pursuing our dreams, we run into some turbulence in our life. I submit to you, sit down. Put some prayer in your life. Buckle up with the truth of God. Jesus has got this. And you see what happens is the pilot knows how to navigate through or above the turbulence. Jesus knows how to navigate us through and above the turbulence. I'm going to let him, I'm not trying to be the co-pilot. I just want Jesus to be the pilot. And it's just like Ralphie. Dreams. Keep dreaming. And in that story, if you have not seen it, at the end of the show, when all the gifts have been handed out and Ralphie gives up in that moment, he believes that his dream is over with. And then his father points him to the corner and he grabs that gift and a spirit of joy is in him. I submit to you, it's just that, like that in life. Sometimes we get so close and we give up or we think it's not going to happen. But God says, just hold on for one more minute. Just like Joseph endured all those things. I talked about the haters. Sometimes it's the people that you're most closest to. Joseph endured the ridicule of his brothers. He endured the rebuke of his father. He endured being falsely accused, but he still yet achieved that dream. And the, the, the part of the story that I like so much is that when Joseph had an opportunity in my mind to get even, he chose not to get even. So when they came to him, he took care of their need. And I submit to you, Although we're going to encounter people, encounter people that who may not like what we say and do. When it's time to do good, do good. Don't let those setbacks hold you back. And sometimes remember, it may take longer than you expect. I said I never became the truck driver that I dreamed of being. Never became the mechanical engineer that I dreamed of. But God opened so many more doors that those dreams paled in comparison to what God had in store for me. And I submit to you that even though man set out to have it for a bad, God made it for good. And we see that throughout Joseph's story that they meant it for evil, but God used it for his glory. 
So whatever turbulence that you may be going through, God's going to use it for his glory. What are some examples of turbulence? It could be this. You take your car in, expecting to pay $35.99 for an oil change. <laughs> Only for them to come out and tell you it's going to cost you $2,400. That's turbulence in our life. You call someone over to take a look at the furnace, expecting a $79.99 special. And $6,000 later, you have a furnace. That's turbulence in your life. You get the report card from your child. You're expecting a C. And the grade is much worse than that. That's turbulence in your life. You go to the doctor for an annual check. And you get some news that just rocks your world. I submit that's turbulence in your life. And I say to you, don't give up and hold on and let Jesus be the pilot through your turbulent time. God bless you. I want to thank you for joining in and listening to today's uh, sermon. I pray that it touched your heart and that it will encourage you uh, tomorrow, the day after, and any days in the future. So God bless, and please feel free to come back and join us again. Thank you for listening.